0: Writers are readers and leaders are readers. Find out what I'm reading for part two next on 41 Strong. Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. Chuck Tate here in the White Cash Studios downtown. Peoria, Illinois. A beautiful sunny day, so happy to be with you. Whether you're watching and listening live or perhaps you are um, listening on a treadmill, jogging down the road, driving down the side of the road, I don't know, but I just want to say thanks for hanging out with me today. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people hold on and stand strong. For more information, About 41 Strong, go to my website, chucketate.com, or if you want more information about the book, 41 Will Come, go to 41willcome.com. And of course, we have a free seven-day reading plan available on the YouVersion Bible app. That's a great introduction to the book if you're unfamiliar, so go check that out. All right, well, speaking of books, we're going to talk a lot about books today, podcast episode 158. On episode 157, I began sharing the 33 books I read in 2019. I read 41 in 2018, slacked off a little bit last year, only 33. We were able to get through 19 of those on our last episode. So today, we're going to hit the final 14 of the 33 books that I read in 2019. And then... um, Because of a conversation I had with our producer, Mike Sable, he suggested at the end of every podcast to talk about what book I'm reading currently. So we're going to start doing that as well. But right now, let's get to it. We have 14 books to get through. I'm going to share just a candid overview, what I got out of each one, and if you feel inspired to read one, two, or all of them then, um, then go for it, right? Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, writers are readers. So if you're a writer, you should be reading. And if you're a leader, you should be reading because leaders are readers because when you read, you learn. And I have come to just love, love books over the last few years. And as mentioned um, previously, Audible is kind of my new jam. It's the way that I'm able to, to um, get through as many books as I do each year, because I can read when I'm driving, I can ride when I'm on the treadmill, I read when I'm <laughs> read when I'm on the treadmill or doing laundry um, or whatever. I always have an audio book um, being piped into my hearing aids via Bluetooth technology. Gotta love technology, right? All right. Well, the um, the twentieth book that I read in 33, um, 2019 is. Um, Undaunted by Christine Kane. Now, um, I actually read this um, this soft cover a, f- um, a few years ago. So when it popped up in my audible feed, I thought it was a new book by Christine Kane. I forgot that I had it. I had read it and I started listening to it, downloaded, it began listening to it. I'm like, wow, this is familiar. And I'm so glad I did. So uh, I actually read this twice now. Excellent. Um, Excellent book. If you're unfamiliar with Christine Kane, she's the founder of A21, and she rescues um, um, people that have been caught up in the sex trafficking industry, and she brings people to justice, too. Just a a phenomenal, remarkable um, woman of God, and um, I, I just love listening. One of the advantages of The Audible version, if you want to read the audiobook, is she narrates it, and you get to get that Australian accent, and um, she's just kind of my people, there's, you know, um, I think I've read three or four books by Christine Kane, I love her style, Um, I love her storytelling, I, I'm just I'm with, with her theologically. so there are certain authors that are kind of like your people. She's my people and um, even though she doesn't know who I am, um, I, I just love her. So I recommend um, this book. So if you're wanting more information about it, I guess let me um, give you some some information about it. go straight to, to Amazon. You have a calling to fulfill. Are you ready to take the risk of moving past your past to fulfill it? You'll we'll find out that um, her past is kind of crazy. She found out some, um, a, uh, some really staggering news about her life uh, when she was a young woman, and she shares that. And in Undaunted, she challenges us to embrace the reality of God's love so we can speak it to others as we live out our own unique calling. So um, it's just a, a book of hope, great story, and um, I know that your faith will be fueled, you'll be inspired, so, so check out Undaunted. All right, so the, the, the next book, I think it was the, the 21st book that I read in 2019. Um, I actually read, read it before it came out. Let me grab this here. Uh, it was just released just a few weeks ago, um, and it's called Redeem the Story, and it's by my friend, Aaron Joseph Hall. So um, I had the the honor and the privilege to to write one of the forewords. There's two forewords in the book, and um, so one of the things that I shared in my forward is every number has a name, every name has a story, every story matters to God, and regardless of what your story looks like, God can redeem the story. So this is an encouraging book for anyone who needs to dream again. Maybe you feel. Um, unqualified to still be used by God based on past decisions, this book will inspire you and encourage you. So I actually just read the read the manuscript in 2019, and now the book is actually out. So um, I encourage you to um, to grab it. In fact, I'm going to give a copy away because I have an extra copy. So today, if, if you need this book, in the comment thread, I want you to tell me why, and then um, I'll pick one. And um I'll let you know who the winner is. All right. Redeem the story. All right. So maybe share, share this um this episode and then um use the the hashtag forty one strong and then I'll pick somebody, okay? Tell me why you want redeem the story. And that is by my friend Aaron Joseph Hall. So just um, go check that out. All right, the the um The next book that I read in 2019, kind of going through the order. So book number um, 22, um, and I almost didn't read it. And this is kind of crazy because um, one of the things as a pastor that I've said that we should never do is judge a book by the cover. Uh, Unfortunately, when it comes to real books, I do. I judge books by the cover. (gasps) Gasp, right? Um, I shouldn't. I'm just being real, keeping it real. So this book, The Daniel Dilemma, came out by Chris Hodges, who Chris Hodges is awesome. He's a mega church pastor. He's the real deal. One of the largest uh, one of the largest churches in the United States. And um this book it came out and um I I believe that um, we may even have the the same literary agent, um, and Esther Federkevitch but um, I remember when this when the book came out, I uh, I still like the cover. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of brushed it aside a little bit. I didn't even even dig into it. Um, And then I was having lunch one time with one of my pastor friends here from central Illinois. And he started telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, wow, man, that sounds really good. I honestly... Wasn't going to read it because of the cover is that horrible. <laughs> so I um, I finally picked it up and it inspired. I even came out in some sermons. I just love the book and the subtitle of the Daniel Dilemma by Chris Hodges is How to Stand Firm and Love Well in a Culture of Compromise. I mean. The slogan of Rock Church is same message different language. We don't mess with the message, all right? Uh, We're married to the message. We might date our method. We'll change our method depending on what kind of culture we want to reach. But the message is sacred. The gospel is true. We don't add or take away from the Word of God. Unfortunately, we live in a culture that wants to remove portions of Scripture because they don't like it. There are things in the Word of God that I wish weren't in the Word, but they are in the Word. And because they're in the Word, I'm going to say what it says. And feelings will get hurt because, you know what, the Word of God is offensive. Um, it's also good news. And when you respond to the good news, it brings about great joy. It's for everyone. Here's the deal, though. You can't compromise it. And you can't throw it out. You can't dilute it. If you dilute the gospel, then it's not really the gospel. All right? So this book, The Daniel of How to Stand Firm and Love Well in a Culture of Compromise, will really, I think, encourage you to take that, that stance of, you know what, I don't care how much pressure i come under from our culture and from the world um they might they might bend me but they're not gonna break me i'm not gonna break i mean i might feel feel that strain but i'm not not giving in so um let me just share something straight from the the amazon description christians face a major dilemma today how can they not only stay engaged with the shifting and increasingly ungodly culture around them, but also influence for good. Is there a way to love people with significantly different attitudes and lifestyles without compromising your biblical beliefs? From breakfast tables to boardrooms to Bible studies, Christians are wrestling with these questions today on issues such as politics, gender identity, and the nature of marriage. Man, talk about some some hot topics. I love the boldness of Pastor Chris Hodges, and he is unwavered and will not compromise, and I love the fact that he uses his platform to say, this is what the Word of God says. You know, just because, um, you know, we need to communicate to the world what we're for more than what we're against. But that doesn't mean we should be silent on issues that culture has questions about and that the church has questions about. And the reason the church has questions is because a lot of pastors won't talk about the tough issues. So if you're a pastor, quit being silent, right? Communicate the gospel. Communicate the word of God with Love, your people need to know what the word says so they can stand in a culture. Otherwise, they got to go get this book, right? And I encourage you pastors, go get this book, preach this book. It's so, so good. The Daniel Dilemma by Chris Hodges. Let me just throw this out there. Um, When you take a stand, don't let anyone ever call you a bigot for believing the Bible, all right. Stand on the word, man. Look what Daniel did. He stood, didn't he? Even when he got thrown into a den of lions. Hey, that's in the book, The Daniel Dilemma. Check it out. All right. So the, um, the next book that I read in 2019 um, was called um, One Million Followers by Brendan Kane. Now, this is a book that I read just because as I am working on my official book proposal for book number two, One of the things that I know I have to do is build my my platform. And if you've listened to, if you're a regular podcast listener to 41 Strong, then you may recall we've had Chad Allen on, and um, I had um, Agent Whitney uh, Gossett, one of my friends from the Fed agency, um, on the podcast. And they have both shared there's three things that every publisher is looking for, and that is a great concept. They want a great book idea, right? Um, number two, great writing. Got to be a great writer. And if you're a reader, that usually contributes into you being a great writer. Why? That's why we're talking about books, and that's why I read a lot. All right? So looking for a great writer. And then number three, they're looking for somebody with a great platform. Now, you can still get a book deal with two out of three, but it's getting harder. So I know that... One of the things the publisher is going to look at when I submit my next proposal is how much my platform has grown since the release of 41 will come. So I'm constantly looking to, to grow my tribe, find my people so I can um, give the maximum amount of people the hope of the gospel, right? So I read this book called One Million, um, One Million Followers, and, it, you know, honestly, I say I. I'm uncomfortable with the whole platform thing. I really am. Um, I have to promote my book. I have to market my book. Authors are responsible for marketing their own book unless you're a New York Times bestseller. And to do that, you gotta constantly share it. And one of the things that comes up at all the writers' conferences is this. You can't be uncomfortable with it because if you believe in your book and you believe it's gonna help people, then you gotta get the word out there, right? So, I, I read this book, and it's not a Christian book. And um, again, it's called One Million Followers by Brendan Kane. And um, here's a couple things straight from the Amazon page, and I'm going to kind of tell you how I feel about it. Over 60 billion online messages are sent on digital platforms every day, and only a select few succeed in the mad scramble for customer attention. So, Brendan Kane does a pretty good job of sharing. How we can grow our platform and how we can extend our reach, and some of the things make me uncomfortable, and um, and I'm not gonna do them. <laughs> um, but um, I know that um, from a biblical standpoint, Psalms 5:12 says that the Lord surrounds righteous with shield of favor, so I'm believing God for for favor. And I also know that I need to work hard, I need to do my part. And um, if you're looking for help growing your platform and you want to learn more about social media, um, I really recommend. Um, you contacting another guest who's been on Forty One Strong podcast, and that's my good friend Anna Labaron, because she is a rock star. All right. Uh, so this book, it was it was pretty good. Gave me some great ideas. And some of the things I'm gonna I'm gonna implement, and some of the things I'm, I'm just not comfortable implementing, especially um, as a pastor. Um, so I'll just let you check out the book for yourself. But um, there are some. Some really good things, some some digital strategies that she that that uh, that he shares to help you um, increase followers and increase the relationship you have with your tribe. All right, so one million followers by Brendan Kane. Uh, what do we got next? The next book that I read in 2019 was um, "Around the World in 80 Days" by Jules Verne. I shared on our last episode that whenever my kids have to read a book for school, I read it. So um, I think it was my daughter who had to read, read the book. It might have been my son. I don't remember now, but I read it and I listened to the Audible version and it um, inspired me to want to even watch the movie again. Just a great, fun, fun book. It's a classic. So if you're looking for a novel to read, go check it out. Um, the next book I read was another book that one of my kids had to read at school, A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park. And I got to say, um, one of my favorite reads... Of the year, I, so um, let me give you the description st- um, straight from from Amazon. So, if you're looking for um, a story that you want to get lost in, what's what's really fascinating about about this story is it's two stories. Um, so, I'm going to read you the description on Amazon. So, the New York Times bestseller, A Long Walk to Water, begins as Two stories told in alternating sections about two 11-year-olds in Sudan, a girl in 2008 and a boy in 1985. Two separate stories, two separate individuals, two time periods. The girl, Naya, is fetching water from a pond that is two hours' walk from her home. She makes two trips to the pond every day. Then the boy, Sava, he becomes one of the, quote, lost boys of Sudan, refugees who cover the African continent on foot as they search for their families and for a safe place to stay. I mean, this, this book is riveting. I mean, there's a couple of things where it just grabs you right in the heart, man. And what's so crazy about this book is two separate stories and in the end, they merge. They come together. Man, read it. It's so good. Such a fun, fun book. All right, next. I'm running out of time here. Um, the next book that I read in 2019 was another novel, The Girl Behind the Red Rope by Ted Decker and his daughter, Rochelle Decker. This novel um, is uh, from the get-go, just sucks you in, a major thriller, super intense, um, a lot of theology. It's written from a biblical perspective. Um, a unique, a very unique read. Uh, you're dealing with some demonic forces in it, almost has a little bit of a Frank Peretti feel. Of course, Ted Decker, arguably the best Christian um, thriller author. I had the privilege of, of, of meeting him back when I run the Rewrite Writing Conference back in 2015. And just a, a really um, cool cat, unique cat, all right? In fact, that's going to get me to the next book. Um, Ted Decker used to be um, managed by my friend Bill Vanderbush, who has also been a guest on 41 Strong. And Bill Vanderbush is the author of a book called Reckless Grace. And um, I thought I had a, a copy of it, but I, I don't have a copy of it here. Um, I actually read the Kindle version, and I would lay in bed every night and read. And um, kind of read it. Took took um, longer than normal. It took a few months to digest it. And a um, fascinating book about God's grace. It's reckless. It's good. So you can check that out. It's by my friend Bill Vanderbush. So I kind of that was the last book on my list. Even though I kind of I, I I took several months to reading. Just would read a little bit at night, laying in bed, and um, highlight and revisit. Um, so um, the next book I read was "Something Needs to Change" by by David Platt. Um, one of my favorite reads uh, of, of twenty nineteen. And um, this is a book that is, it's, it's a nonfiction book, but David tells a story of when he led a, a team on a week-long trek to the, through the Himalayas. And the, the people that he encountered had never even heard of Jesus. And it's this dangerous trek through the mountains and through the snow delivering Jesus. To villages that have never heard the gospel it is powerful and i could not stop reading it each chapter is i mean it's just this week-long journey through the himalayas and um i, I highly recommend it, especially if you're if you're a pastor or leader um man so good excellent all right so moving right along because i am almost out of time i have 20 seconds and i'm going to go a little bit longer hopefully that's okay mike and i can knock this out and be done today um Know What You're For by Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson, I was probably, um, this book probably impacted me the most out of every book that I read in 2019. It has inspired um, a series that we're getting ready to begin at our church in two weeks. It is a book that I had all of our staff read, all of our pastoral staff and office staff read. And it is a book that um, has turned into the key word for our entire church. The vision that Rock Church has for 2020 is this: this three-letter word for. All right, the book is called "Know What You're For." God is for you, and we are for people, and there are two questions that every church and every organization needs to ask. The author, Jeff Henderson, says, Jeff Henderson used to work for Chick-fil-A, he's worked for Andy Stanley, he is a pastor of a mega church, and the dude knows what he's talking about, all right? The two questions are this, know what you're for. What do you, let, me, let me back up what do you want to be known for? You need to ask yourself, pastors, leaders, if you if you have a company or you have a business, what do you want to be known for? And number two, what are you known for? And if they don't connect, you're in trouble, all right? Check this book out, all right? I mean, it's our word for the entire year. Our whole church is embracing this. We're going to do t-shirts and the whole deal. We're going to paint it on the wall. Get this, all right? Um, what else, all right? I'm out of time, so um, the next book I read, Double Blessing by Mark Batterson. I've read every book by Mark Batterson. He's my favorite, favorite author, always inspired by him. And um, he endorsed 41 Will Come right there. Um, on the on the front, it says, A must read for anyone in a season of waiting on God. And energetic and encouraging. So grateful for, for Mark for taking the time to, to do that for me. And his book, Double Blessing, is not what you probably think. And there are some people that, I mean, it's not prosperity gospel, right? Right? it's not and it's so good about the blessings of God and what that means it might not be what you think so check that out by um by Mark Batterson and then uh, the next book I read was Originals by Adam Grant and um this is um a book about being a original uh, a little bit about, about creativity um I was in especially um um taking it back in, in in a in a positive way um uh, there's a, a chapter about how you can benefit from procrastination. Never heard that one before, but it's really good, and um, that that chapter's worth the read. Um, wasn't my. F- it's kind of a hard read to be honest with you, and um, I kind of um, found myself trailing off at times. But there's still some really good takeaways um, that we can learn from when it comes to finding our creativity. So um, you can check that out, um, and then. The last two books, Midnight Sun by James Dominic, Dominic Jr. and um, Climbing with Molly by William Finnegan. Both of those books were just fr- free books on Audible. I decided to read, and um, they were just o- o- okay. Midnight Sun is kind of weird. Um, climbing with Molly is about a father-daughter who embraced rock climbing together. Kind of a cool read. It made me want to be a better dad to my daughter, Savannah. But all in all, they were they were just kind of okay. But um, there you have it. There are the remaining 14 books that I read. Again, podcast 157. We shared the first 19 of 33 books I read in 2019. Today, we just covered 14 more. So I hope you're inspired. Next week, at the end of the podcast, we'll start sharing each week about what I am currently reading. I am way out of time. So thanks to my producer, Mike Sable, for the idea and for letting me go long today. Thank you for watching and listening We'll see you next time on 41 Strong.